to the Construction Big Breakfast, where we give you a hearty serving of insider tips and business strategies to help fuel your day so you can thrive in the construction industry. Now, here's your host. Hi, everyone. Thanks for turning in to uh, another episode of the Construction Big Breakfast. I'm your host today, Ben Pritchard, and joining me today to talk about how to attract more people into the construction industry, how to make the construction industry more attractive to young people, women, um, and anyone else that we'd want to get into the industry is Caroline Key. Uh, so thank you for joining me. Caroline, would you like to introduce yourself to our viewers and listeners, please? I will, yeah. So I'm, I'm Caroline. Um, I am a freelance construction project manager, currently working with uh, East Riding Council predominantly. Um, and I also look after the Generation for Change um, Emerging Professional Network for Construction Excellence. Well, look after. Come on, you're the national coach. <laughs> I, uh, I am the national coach, yes. Don't, don't for the first time in your life pretend to be modest. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's got to be a first for everything. Yeah, well, there we go. We'll try see if we can get any more going in this in this <laughs> chat. Um, so, as you've been warned, um, and as we've warned each other, it's going to be a boring answer from both of us. Um, one of the key question, the first question for every one of our guests is, what did you have for breakfast? I had a sole cup of tea. That's it. I don't do That's breakfast, Ben. Oh, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, I mean, the important question, uh, especially coming up north, was it a Yorkshire tea? Of course it was Yorkshire tea. There is no other cup of tea, Ben. There you go. I will wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, and then, yeah, mine was boring as well. I had a tooth out last week, so I'm still avoiding solids where possible. So I had porridge and a Yorkshire tea. So, <laughs> I mean, at least go. you got the tea in, so. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hopefully that's the, the much boring part of this podcast. <laughs> Um, so if we start maybe exploring a little bit more about you then, um, so we're talking about attracting more people into the industry, trying to get a more diverse um, industry, all those things that the industry has been talking about, we've been talking about for um, however long um, uh, we've been talking. I won't put a date to it because that'll make us both seem older than we are. <laughs> um, but uh, why don't we start with the obvious question of what attracted you to construction in the first place? Um, to be honest, for, for when I started, it was um, a teacher I had at school who used to be an architect. Um, and back in the day, they were trying to what was um, it was called Ixis at the time, which is essentially was um, supporting young women into um, into construction roles. So they kind of went around all the construction fairs, you know, where everybody has a stand and we all go and we say, you know, like, this is what construction is great about. At the time, I really loved the pencil sharpeners, you know, because that's what all kids go for. Um, but yeah, we um we started off and did a project of redesigning the school. Um, so we, we entered a national competition and it was a, taking a place of, you know, what was quite run down in, in, in the school I went to um, and how we could redevelop that into a better area. So we made um, the the courtyard into a library um, with kind of like a bit of a, an art space and a um, bit of a social gathering space um, just to be able to, to kind of redevelop the school and, and try and do that um, so I took that kind of competition right through and, and went to um, to nationals of it and we, we, we lost unfortunately to um, a set of toilet pods that had got fish on them which I were really really good about but you know win some you lose some. <laughs> Well, I hope you're downplaying in the toilet. I hope there's a little bit more to the toilet pods. Oh, no, they were generally uh, toilet it sounds pods. like your project was quite uh, quite good. But I guess the, the key for that is that you saw firsthand early doors, the positive mm. impact the industry can have, how it can be really transformative when done well. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it was um, it was really good for us because at the time we had um, a lot of redevelopment happening in the town and, and we had all the architects and project teams in there as well. So it kind of hit home to me just the importance of um, having real life construction experience being brought to, to kids because um, I, I remember that now. And that's why obviously I like to get involved in that side of it, because it, it just made such an impact on me being able to see it and being able to go to site and actually see what happened. Um, and it made it a little bit more real. And that sort of positive view that you had early doors of the construction industry, how real has that been? Um, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a very mixed bag, you know. Um, obviously, the people that are, that are doing a lot of these promotional events and, and um, supporting the young generation into construction have got that mindset. They've got the positive um, kind of kick with them um, to be able to start it and they, and they give the right information off. Now, it, I mean, I heard you've heard me say countless times, it happens in pockets um, this and whilst the behaviours have changed in the industry and it's become a lot more inclusive, it's become a lot more open and the qualifications have adapted, um, there are still a lot of, let's just say, an older mindset um, where it's not really accepted that you don't take kind of the university degree route to go into construction, um, that apprenticeships aren't accepted um, in the same way. Um, and work experience isn't accepted in the same way as what a, a degree would be and I think there's a lot of that mindset still sits there and I think what's also quite um, quite sad in a lot of cases is that there is um, there's a lot of behaviours in construction that still exist um, like I said it, it's in pockets um, but there are behaviours that that aren't necessarily what would attract the next, gener next generation um, and I think that's what we really need to work on and, and kind of stamp out and really call out those behaviours when um, when we see them. So, I mean, that's sort of obviously a key point, that culture um, that mm. you sometimes see. But the, the training one um, is interesting. And obviously, you firsthand, you worked for a while uh, for CITB. So you were there as part of uh, trying to help train the industry um, in some ways. <laughs> Do you think then that, um, so is it that what is being provided isn't fit for purpose or that people's attitude towards where that can lead you, uh, the talent path or, or the path post uh, apprenticeships and um, well understood. I think it's a I think it's a twofold approach. I think um, the first thing is that a lot of the qualifications are definitely not fit for purpose. They are teaching outdated resources, <clears throat> um, methods, and procedures, and it's it. I understand, you know, that academia has a they, they have to catch up, and they've got a you know they've got a set schedule which they have to follow um, so it's always going to be a little bit behind in what a fast-paced industry is um, but it definitely needs adapting in terms of what what's happening. Um, but did you it, just call it, construction a fast-paced industry? I mean it is compared to academia yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know we take the comparison <laughs> you know. um, but yeah so it, it needs a lot of work in terms of what they can do now you, you've obviously got um, um, the deck programs um, that Alison's running uh, they yeah. are um fields ahead of whatever everything else is and the and the kids that are coming out of that um you know are more employment ready than people who've been at university for for five years um so so there are strides being made in the industry but it is a case of you know how do we move that forward quicker um and make sure that we are adapting the qualifications to meet that and obviously happening back to my citb days i think the the real thing is there's a lot of emphasis still on um on the trades um which fine yes we need the trades um but there is a lot of other aspects of industry that just aren't covered um in part of the qualifications and i think that's not recognized and and particularly it's not recognized by citb um it's uh it's something that that 
obviously I've, I've kind of talked about before um, that they need to expand the scope of where they um, support lies because there is a lot of new trades um, and new construction professionals um, that need to be need to be supported by them. And I think the other kind of side of that, um, with your other part of the question, is um, you know when we're looking at, at culture and behaviours and our apprenticeships accepted, I think they are more widely accepted. Yes, um, and I think I've seen a lot of change in the last kind of ten years or so about how they've been adopted and and. Um, they've become a lot more mainstream. Um, but I think there's still a nervousness from a, a lot of uh, companies um, to take on apprentices that, you know, because of the support that they need. And yeah. and particularly at the moment, you know, given the last 12 months, it's been very difficult for people to say, well, how do I take on an apprentice and or, or somebody who's, who's new to the profession and how do I support them in that when I'm working from home? So that for me is a, is a quite a worry, um, is that how, how do we then go back to that sense of getting that momentum built up because I think at the minute it's, it's dropped a little bit um understandably so because it's a different way of managing um but it's it's how do we kind of reinvigorate that and get a different style of management to be able to support those people coming through yeah I mean the pandemic has been really difficult for young people um joining the industry whether it's on site on the trades or um you know young architects engineers you, you learn so much by working with others um, and not being able to do that has certainly, you know, been uh, made it a lot more difficult for them. Yeah. Um, I think the, um, um, I mean, you know, I don't want to just um, say that construction's rubbish or academia, because I think both. Um, I think we have to appreciate that both in in pockets are great when they work together are great. Um, and I think that certainly is something that could always become better how we work together to to better shape and understand um, and, and you know see that soft skills are also more as important if not more important mm -hmm. um, than some of the um uh, the, the harder skills that are taught through academia i mean mm -hmm. i was having a conversation with someone last week um where we were discussing actually sort of running training um for a, a potential client um and ultimately it didn't matter if the um, behaviors weren't there to trust everyone um mm -hmm. because i think that's the one thing that the industry has little of yeah. Um, not enough of uh, anyway is trust yeah if we start with that as a core behavior then everything else will sort of almost work itself out you need to start blaming procurement and everything else yeah, yeah. it could be better but if there's no trust it doesn't matter yeah no I, I completely agree with that and I think it harks back to you know all the times we've talked sat there and talked about collaboration you know yeah. what is collaboration and the fact that we're having to talk about it clearly shows that we don't do it <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you've been um, chair of G4C for three, four years now? Something like that, yeah. Probably yeah. a little bit longer than I should have been, but I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, longer than I lasted. <laughs> um, uh, but I get one of the, the key reasons that you wanted um, uh, to join, obviously you were inspired by me, uh, Anto, <laughs> uh, Robin and the likes who came I mean, before you. you've caught me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but also you sort of saw it as hopefully a, a platform where you could uh, help make a difference, help sort of uh, spread the word, share your experiences um, and the likes. And um, I, I mean, you know, in what you're uh, trying to do with G4C, um, you know, what what's a key focus for, for you and the key message that you're trying to get out there at the moment? Yeah, I mean, for, for me, G4C is all about... Um, helping the next generation to be able to give them a platform to be able to to really voice the opinions that they they might have um, and explore new ideas with the comfort of not 
necessarily been um, in the working environment. Um, so it's kind of that safe space to be able to explore that. And and I think the ideas that that kind of our next generation come up with, you know, they're they're way in front of what a lot of um, what of industry leaders are, are coming up with in a lot of cases because they're just so so fresh thinking and um, and innovative in in a sense. Um, so for me, it's, it's about that, and that's that's the whole thing of what G4C stands for um, is to be able to to give that platform. Um, and I think the virtual project last year that we did as part of the um, the, the response to the pandemic was um, was a great thing to be able to connect people. Um, and to be honest, it, the, the movement saw a lot of strides last year in terms of connection across the UK. Um, so that's one of the really great things that kind of came out of last year. Um, and the reason that we set that up was was simply because um, so many of the young people were furloughed um, and were just kind of plunged into that working from home environment and more often than not sat in a bedroom just kind of isolated on their own um, for so long that we found a way to kind of engage the UK um, and bring together those kind of forward thinking individuals to be able to to explore different ideas about how we become more resilient as an industry um, and the ideas that they came up with you know um, absolutely great and the um, the dual mentoring program that the North East are running um, will now be rolled out nationally um, as a result of that and I think it's kind of those those little pockets of um, projects that they're doing it's not necessarily something that that happens nationally with G4C um, it, it's these little pockets that start in different regions responding to what what the regional issues are which we're then able to share with with all the other areas and, and kind of bring that out and and hopefully make it something that's an offer available for everybody which I think is quite nice. Yeah no I mean it was a, a great year for, for G4C for outputs um, and also you know for the last couple of years the awards Mm. Um, things like that have uh, highlighted some um, amazing young people all across yeah. the, the country. So um, it's um, yeah, a great sounding board and, and a great place for, for young people to uh, to get involved with the industry, certainly. Yeah. Um, we'll make sure that we put some details in the blurb uh, for your contact details and G4C's contact details as well, um, if anyone watches this and is interested. Um, so that's enough of a sales pitch for G4C uh, for now. <laughs> Um, if we go back then to the, uh, you know, this idea of trying to attract more people to the industry, um, when people talk about attracting the next generation to the industry, um, attracting people to come back to the industry, getting more women involved in the industry and all these sort of things. So there's, you know, one or two uh, key areas that people keep sort of going back to. Uh, one is uh, obviously the image of the industry um, and then the other is that need to uh, evolve uh, to more technology, more offsite manufacturing, stuff like that, to to make it a more uh, well, pleasant uh, working environment. I guess you know, mm-hmm. no one likes working in the cold, particularly. Um, <laughs> yeah, although you know, having spent the last couple of years, not the last year, but before that, anyway, going back and forth to Canada, I can tell you, never gets that cold here. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it doesn't. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, for you, you know, if you had a silver bullet and you had to choose one path or the other, that image or the working practices, well, what, what do you think would really sort of make the biggest difference in attracting more people to the industry? Um, I, I genuinely, I think it's the working practices. Um, it's a difficult one to answer, but I think if you have the structure um, and the backbone behind it, automatically the image will improve um, because you've got that infrastructure there to be able to offer the flexibility so it's not just plain lip service to it so whilst the image of the industry is obviously something that we need to work on um to be able to promote it i think 
by actually looking at the fundamental um, issues and how we can grow the industry and make sure that we are becoming one of the um, the more responsive and resilient industries, the, the ones that are flexible to be able to offer um, different working roles that allows us to be able to automatically promote ourselves in a better way because we're not we're not just promoting the, the cult jobs outside um, because there are more there's more on offer. Yeah, I think one of the for me, one of the biggest things we're not very good at is um, promoting the industry properly. And, and, you know, the industry is disjointed in, in as much as that it's made up of a number of industries that we just all lump together. Um, and then we try and sell that. But really, what anyone ever does is just sell their company. Um, yes. There's no real sort of, I know that you've got things like Go Construct and stuff like that that tries, but without really the sort of the humph behind it um, of, um, of industry. I, I've seen some great shared apprentice um, type um, things out there, shared graduate schemes as well, where an individual joins an in part of the industry and spends time with lots of different organisations and stuff like that. You know, this yeah. far more joined up approach to recruitment for the okay. industry at that sort of grassroots young level. I think we made a massive difference. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think that shared apprenticeship model and, and, you know, kind of that moving around is is exactly what young people want as well, because it's not just about having one career anymore. It's about having that portfolio of different careers to be able to say, you know, it's, it's like we said earlier about the soft skills. Um, they're the ones that are important, get the fundamentals of the soft skills right. You can then learn learn the job almost as you go along, um, which allows you to be a lot more transferable in terms of what what the offer is um, that you have. And I think that difference of experiences gives kind of just a new way of thinking in terms of what we do um and I think that's what's what's the nice thing about construction is that you can do that yeah yeah I mean you can certainly learn by doing but you've just got to be careful when you're doing that <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um but yeah I mean that you know the portfolio career um is certainly something that um I didn't really think about where when I joined and you know I've only worked for two organizations um in what 15 and a bit years maybe a bit longer <laughs> it's not that there's not that much gray yet uh, uh, but yeah this idea that people will continuously want to change and swap their role and what they do this more um, you know nobody wants to be one thing they want to be a construction professional you know maybe yeah. do a bit of commercial do a bit of project management risk and everything you, you know this need for more well-rounded um, people is certainly not just what I think the industry needs but what people come into the industry want as well yeah absolutely and I think I think it kind of comes back to that that um, this is what we don't sell ourselves well at um, is that there is all these different careers that are available in construction and I think people look at it and say you know oh well I can be one thing in construction um, but because we are that industry that has so many different elements it's, it's hard for us to be able to differentiate into those little pockets as to you know what people can do and I think it kind of comes back to the that you know kind of if you look at the kids at school the, the careers advice is very much still on the lines of um you can be a plumber you can be a plasterer you can be a bricky or you can be an architect yeah my careers advice was count bricks or lay bricks <laughs> well mine was when I told them that I like I like to um to design things and I like to construct things and I liked people and uh, that I should be a nurse now can you imagine me being a nurse no. I mean that's like the the world's worst <laughs> career for me. You know. No, I think your your bedside manner would be a, a bit. No a little bit to be desired. <laughs> 
you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it kind of comes back to that is that, um, you know, until we can educate the educators, it's, um, it's, it's yeah. a difficult yeah, well, thing to climb. Giving them, a, giving them an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure things have changed, but you mentioned Alison and Deck, and I remember talking to her a few years ago, and she was saying she'd often get phone calls uh, from school saying, you know, I've got this terrible class um or, or something along those lines you, you know it's uh, these people who they didn't think were good enough for anything else or just give them a chance in construction i mean that's yeah. unfair on the kids um yeah it is yeah unfair on construction but construction is and this is again something that we don't sell very well it's a great opportunity of you can come in um on the tools and your career could go anywhere um yeah. not just in terms of how far you can progress but there's few industries where you can pick up skill sets that you can literally use around the world. Yeah, absolutely. And that and that's the really great thing that we we should shout about so much more. You know, um, it's one of the reasons I love the industry, you know, because you can kind of just move about and, and try different things. And, you know, you meet meet so many lovely people along the way. I mean, excluding you, of course, Ben. We'll cut that, I think. <laughs> You off my Christmas uh, card list, uh, Caroline? No, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, moving on. You made me forget what question I was about to ask. Um, uh, what was I about to ask? So, uh, I mean, so uh, it's the start of 2022. Um, so you're um, still uh, obviously a key part of G4C. Still um, uh, for you uh, personally, sort of, you, you know, you want to carry on. Um, shouting from the rooftops, as it were, of how great the industry is. But what what, what are you going to try and do this year um, uh, to, to make that difference? That's a difficult question. I don't think I've quite set my New Year's resolution yet for the <laughs> for the industry. <laughs> um, I think for me, it, it is more about raising awareness, um, and it's about engaging as many people as we can into into the sector. Um, and I think one of the key things that that for me that I'd like to to see move forward um, is to engage a lot more indus different industries into our sector um, to be able to learn the different um, aspects of how they work and uh, different skill sets that come with, with other sectors um, and look at how we can transfer some of those skills in um, because I think that's um, that's quite key for us to be able to progress um, is to actually look at look at other areas and um, and see how we can learn from them really um, so I think for me that would be um, you know kind of the biggest thing um but i will continue to harp on about um you know all the things that we can do do better um all the things that are greater and um just see how we can try and attract more people in and if you had to um sort of distill the good um, <laughs> of what you've experienced so far in your career and you know if you were given a sales pitch uh, almost for joining the industry um a quick little <laughs> elevator pitch uh, putting you on the spot here, Caroline. Yeah, you really are. Because <laughs> you were so horrible to me just then. Uh, but come on, you're on the spot. You're in an elevator or in front of a classroom full of um, youngsters um, wanting to make sure that they know how great a career in construction can be. What would you tell them? Um, I think for me, construction is all about that career that can take you absolutely anywhere. Um, it's like we said, it, you can go out from working on a, on a job site in Barnsley um, to working at the other side of the world. And I think that's the really great thing about construction. We are one big happy family. Everybody knows when you do something great. Everybody knows something when you mess up. But it's that kind of supportive environment where you, you literally can do anything that you want to do. Um, and there are so many opportunities out there that it's 
it's just a fantastic place to be. Yeah, and I mean, for me, the I mean, I'd certainly echo all that. And the only th other thing I would add is there's very few industries where you can see firsthand the positive impact that you can have on so many lives. Um, yeah. You know, whether you're part of a mega project like High Speed 2, or even if you're just refurbing someone's house, mm -hmm. um, you know, you can have a positive impact, yeah. improve people's lives, improve outcomes, and generally create value for not just yourselves, but society and the economy. So there's very yeah. few jobs out there that can give you uh, that in your lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, how many people who work in construction walk past something and go, I built that? Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And you know, some people go around the world pointing things out <laughs> with. Uh, um, so no, you're right. And uh, and go around the world going, oh god, did you know that this is that, that and the other? I do bore my kids at times. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um anyway, on that, um, we've been talking for you know, 25 odd minutes, I think now, so we best wrap up. Um, see, I told you it'd fly past and uh, we get to the end in no time at all. Um, so thank you, Caroline, for joining me today. Um, sort of, I've enjoyed the, the conversation mostly. Um, and um, uh, if our listeners um, want to get in touch with you um, or get in touch with uh, G4C, uh, find out what's involved in their regions, we'll put some links in um, in the uh, bio for, for today's podcast. Um, and hopefully uh, uh, they'll get in touch and we can help sort of drive more young people into uh, really sort of truly enjoying uh, and um, thriving uh, in, in the industry. Thank you for having me. So, all right, so um, to all our listeners, uh, thank you for um, joining, tuning in, uh, watching. Uh, please make sure that you like, subscribe, share, all those are the good things that you uh, that you do to to improve and increase our viewership. Um, there'll be another episode next week as always um, and on that if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast um, do um, uh, drop one of us uh, invent a note and we'll make sure to uh, get you on a future episode uh, so Caroline one last time thank you very much for joining us today and thank you everyone uh, for watching and listening want to learn more about how invent can help your business maximize its bottom line Head on over to www.invent.com and get in touch with our team today. Thanks for joining us this week on the Construction Big Breakfast. Make sure to visit our website, www.invent.com, where you can subscribe to the Construction Big Breakfast on all platforms so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a positive rating. Or if you'd simply share it with a friend, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.